Hello, hello, hello. This is Kimberly and Miranda with Tipsy Mystics. Oh my God. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it feels like we haven't recorded for years, whatever yeah. years are. We're, I think we're the totally new Tipsy Mystics. Oh, we're, we're exactly we- the same, but also totally new. You're um, breaking up a little bit for me. Aww. And you're a little frozen. So... I'm and only seeing. I'm only seeing past Kimberly because you're frozen. Alright, hold on. I'm gonna take some deep breaths. That's what they say to do, right? When okay. you're awakening. Hold on, I'm gonna take okay. deep breaths. All right, you're clear again. You know. That shit really works. <laughs> you literally got like clearer with everything. <laughs> it really does. I was, um, I don't know why I was breaking up, but I have had a lot of issues with energy. Like, holy shit, she's a live wire and she doesn't know where her energy is flying off to. And so Crazy. I'm messing people's phones up and like they're sending butt texts while they're holding their phones in their hands. Weird shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, these new girls on the plane. They just don't even <laughs> new girls on the plane. They, like don't, they don't know what to do with their energy. I'm just shooting it all the hell over. Yeah. Okay, so... I mean, you're okay now. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, those deep breaths, man. Let's, maybe I should unbreath myself. All right. Let's start out with talking about 3D stuff. What are you drinking? I am drinking some pineapple seltzer, non-alcoholic, just regular. Pineapple flavored anything is glorious, period. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you that because you told me right before we started recording that you had a hangover slash non-hangover slash spiritual hangover. Yeah. And you were literally off of my radar for two days. Like, I could tell you were not here. Yeah, I was like, I was somewhere asleep in my bed because I was literally like couldn't get out of bed essentially for two days. And so what um, happened? Was it a physical feeling? Was it a, a mental feeling? Emotional? Uh, what? It was definitely physical because I was asleep. And then the next day I had this like horrible headache that I felt like my head was full of cement. So I slept a lot and I got a shit ton of downloads, just tons of information coming in. But it wasn't super emotional. More like a part of your job that we signed up for? Yeah, totally part of my job. I mean, they when I asked them about the team about it, they were like, yeah, it's physical. We just need, we need a thing in the physical to be symbolic of why you're, you know, laid out in bed. So you had some drinks. <laughs> you're hungover. <laughs> it's a little extreme. To be two days, but, um, you know, my body is detoxing symbolically, whether from wine or from the 3D and dense. Okay. Dense energies. So. So 
We were both, uh, this past week, I, I went down to Florida and met all of my family, which I was dreading. And then, you know, you spent some time with family. And so both of us were kind of, we went down, down, meaning we went to a denser plane to perhaps interact with people that we have specific assumptions about, like my family's made red X, right? Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that. They, oh, I'm going in and out again. I'm talking about my family. And we've got the cat here. All right. So Should we introduce Shiva. <laughs> this is Shiva. This is my son slash my cat. She lives with my son. Shiva's a magic cat. We've had her for 15 years. She hasn't changed whatsoever. She has disappeared in front of multiple people's eyes so she's total 5d cat so she was staying with me and she was out on the couch asleep until the very second that miranda said we're ready to record so you may hear her and then we may cut her out and we may not because i'm pretty sure that she's passing on some downloads of her own absolutely she's chatty over there she is so we were talking about this week and visiting family Right. And I would have loved to come back and say, oh, my gosh, my family, they're never going to get it. They're never going to wake up and it's hopeless. And then I realized that like that didn't happen at all. No, no, I saw I met my 5D family. That's awesome. And it was a real wake up call for me. A lot. There was a lot of self-righteousness in like, what the hell cares? Who cares if your family has redneck tendencies? So what? Rednecks are fun. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna label somebody, at least label them a fun label. I think they're fun. So I got to see all sorts of symbolic things, like when we went out and everyone in my family got sunburnt on their necks except for me. That's so they're they're all like, oh my neck is so red, and I'm like. Oh, look at that. And for me, you know, that was a great symbolic. It was it was a joke, basically. I know they're not rednecks. I know redneck is a label. That's too funny. So, <laughs> well, I will say um, with uh, so I had um, some drinks with my cousin on Saturday. And as we do, we were just chatting way into the night and and had too many drinks. But she's definitely waking up because we went into how she's seeing, you know, the numbers repeating all the time. And she was showing me how she like sends it to her father all the time. She's like, what's going on? So we were talking about that and all this other stuff. And, you know, I've been in a place lately that I'm really trying to get out of the Um, People are going to judge me for this, right? Like if Mm -hmm. I start an astrology business, if I start telling them about the conference and my podcast and all this stuff, like, am I going to lose friends and family and people who just think that I've changed and weird now and not really be interested in coming? So I'm really trying to get out of that space. And so it was really interesting to have these conversations with her and she was like no I'm I'm seeing this I'm doing this and and she wasn't freaked out by anything that I said I mean now I said we were drinking so who knows <laughs> what she thought but it wasn't like it was like okay this kind of makes sense it wasn't weird at all 
And then I was at my sister's yesterday and we had a call about the conference. And so while I was there and she was like, well, what is your call on? So then I had to tell her about the conference. That's a um, wake con. Yes, it's a wake con. Go to a wakecon.show if you are interested in learning more. But I never really talked about that, the stuff with her. So, I mean, obviously she knows I'm doing the astrology, but so I tried to explain it to her in a way that didn't sound weird. And she just didn't seem phased at all. She was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm starting to get these little signs from the universe. Like, no, your people won't leave you. Maybe they'll come with you, right? They'll come like, with you. Yeah. I mean, but see, a lot of it is that we get in stuck, like I said, stuck into these assumptions that people don't change, that we're the exactly. only ones that are changing. Exactly. And no, we're not, not the only ones that are changing. We're all changing. Yeah. And so it was nice. But that's, that's, and then I think, you know, seeing that. And trying to get over this, that being a theme lately for me, caused a bit of a shift, a big old shift. (laughs) And they just like shoved my body, I feel like, through like a tiny hole, right? Yeah. Get on up there into 5D. Squeezed in through (laughs) a tunnel. It does. And so, you know, you, you were out for a couple days in your bed with physical symptoms, right? And I was out, literally like out from the world with uh, different symptoms. I did sleep a lot, just like you did. But like, for instance, the Schumann chart, when I checked it for four days, it didn't change at all. But you guys were all like, what? It's changed. So here's me showing myself, nope, you're in a different timeline. You're, You're working on something here and let's have some damn fun. Right. So there was a lot of disabling of structure. Yeah. That sounds right. right. Where you're like, oh, I, oh, that isn't really a fact. And one of the biggest facts that I realized isn't a fact is that there's still separation if there's that small you and your higher self. Yes. Right now, that's what we're working towards because we were forgetful about that. So if you didn't realize that, hello, well, that's why we're we're here now. You know, first you learn to include the other people around you, but then you also realize that there's still that division between the higher self and your pitiful human self that needs guidance, right? There, there really isn't that division. No. And that once you, once you, that sinks into your head, life can't ever be the same. No, I was, I was thinking to myself earlier today, laying in bed again, um, it was a slow morning and it really truly felt like I'm not that person anymore. She's not here. She's not here anymore. And I just felt so much pride and and gratitude for her for coming in and just taking on all of that really hard density of the world and transmuting it, right? Mm-hmm. But I really feel like I'm at a point where I know that that was a huge theme in my life that I came here to do is help 
transmute these energies for the collective. And I did that a lot by taking on people's, the people around me um, that was, you know, obviously contracted and planned to come into my orbit and, and interact with me and to help them transmute these very dense energies because I came in without, you know, quote unquote karma and they have it. So I came in here to help and they've always really taken on the burdens of other people, whether or not they asked me to. And I just really feel like the other day I was at the point and I was like, I am 100% done. I have to allow other people to take those on because that's what helps you grow, right? For Mm -hmm. them to see it. If I keep taking it from them, they're never going to see it, right? Mm -hmm. They're never going to see that shadow um, and that density if I keep doing the work. And, you know, I came down here to help specifically because there is so much and it needed it needed an extra boost. But we're at a point in humanity's evolution that I need to stop doing that, frankly, for my own health so that I can ascend, right? For my own evolution, I need to stop doing it because I'm ready to go up, but I can't, you know, if I still am holding on other people's sandbags, right? My hot air balloon isn't going to ascend any further. So... I need to do it for myself and I also need to do it for them because they're ready to be able to handle those things on their own. And when I really like made that conscious choice to be like, okay, I'm done. And now I'm seeing, you know, everyone else, how capable they really are of doing this stuff. And now I feel like a totally new human being. Like I just had a let that dense Miranda go, right? She doesn't exist. Just got rid of that metamorphosis you you had to let that dense miranda go and and what i hear from a lot of people is that they're afraid they're going to lose their personality when they Mm -hmm. do that and the only thing i can say from my perspective is well besides a gigantic no you don't what happens is your personality just gets better yeah it gets more refined but it doesn't necessarily mean like this over-sophisticated, refined, just more you. Yeah, you don't automatically turn into like a Buddhist monk, yeah, right? That, Who has no boring. desires. No, you, boring. You are still, and you know, what I learn in astrology is that the we're still working through the same archetypes, right? But they look differently when you're healed and you're integrated and you're coming from a place of empowerment. They all look very different, but they're the same things, right? We still have the same themes in our life that we're going to continue to play out, but they look so much lighter and brighter when you're healed, right? So we're still doing the same things, but they look differently and we do them differently and we allow them differently. I had a really wonderful in-depth convo with my team the other day during my blackout. Yeah, my blackout. (laughs) My cocooning, my cocooning, shall we call it, right? When I was just in my comfy bed for a few days. And they were really reminding me, taking the time to remind me how beautiful and magical every single thing can be when we are in a place of love, right? When Mm -hmm. we are solidly coming in every instance in the vibration of love, like 
shit's going to be so magical and so crazy. And when we're there, we can actually get out of those making decisions from fear, right? Mm-hmm. Those limitations of being a human, which even if you're looking at it from the bright side, it's still always with humanity, right? It's got all of this, like, I have to limit it. I have to put it in a box. Yeah, you limit it. And you also, you know, you're learning through with each of these relationships. So, yeah. you know, you know, you still have things to learn through, but you know that they are not going to overwhelm you. Yeah. And the biggest thing that they reminded me, and I think this is really important, is that we came down here in this body to experience this without knowing what comes next because it's so much more fun, because it's so much more magical. So they're like, there is the same, now that let's say I am my higher self, I'm still my higher self who doesn't remember what comes next, right? Oh, that's a good way of putting it. You know, so so when you think that you merge with your higher self, everything is just going to go completely smoothly. And that is the case. However, that doesn't mean that you know where you're going to choose to go based on that present moment. Right. What is the universe going to bring to me? That there is a me who knows, right, is from the perspective of bringing me these gifts, right? And that's what brings her joy, you know, the aspect of Miranda who's who's up there being like, oh, my God, I'm going to send this down to her. I'm going to give this. She has no idea what's going to come next, right? There's that aspect of me who's kind of making these, putting these things in my path, right, in front of us. And then there's the aspect of me who just doesn't remember what's going to come next, right? Mm-hmm. And I get to kind of um, pull out the details from my human experience, right? This is what I want. And they're just putting it in the path. And they're like, when you truly allow yourself to not worry what comes next, the most amazing magical things happen. Because... That's what you came down here to do, to not know. That's Mm -hmm. the most fun thing that you could think of to do is to come down here and not know what's going to happen next. It's basically Dorothy, right? Right? So (laughs) Dorothy, she had all of those powers. She didn't remember them. Yeah. So here we've got the symbolic Dorothy over here. And I'm the symbolic Alice in Wonderland yet again, just because, you know, Not being afraid to drink something from a bottle that just says, drink me. I listened to her again. She's like, ah, what the hell? I'll try it. Why not? Yeah. And I'm just over here waiting for like fun friends to jump out of every corner. Okay. I've got the fun friends. I'm while wearing, while wearing fabulous shoes. Yeah. We got a lot of fun friends over here in Los Angeles and I got pixied this morning. Oh, tell me more. So I didn't know this until after it happened. That's when I got the information about what had happened. I'm just sitting at Starbucks. I do that almost every morning. Watch people send love from the corner. And this little thing, it was was a a woman slash man. It it was a little tiny thing, like a little petite thing with short hair. And it looked like a pixie. I mean, bicycle helmet, full bicycle gear, riding along the street. 
And this thing looks at me and gives me a double take and and then just a look. And then, you know, off she goes or he goes. I don't know which one. I'm like, that was really weird. And all of a sudden, I almost fell off the chair. It was like a rush of energy that started from my eyes and went down through my body and through the chair. And I'm like, holy shit. These people aren't messing around with the energy. Whoa. I mean, but this is a little itty bitty thing, like tiny petite little thing. I'm like, damn, that came out of her. So I didn't get all the information until she was out of view. And then I'm like, you were just pixied, my friend. <laughs> so a lot of big things come in small packages and they can be on a bicycle and this is the way you send yourself things to keep it fun yeah like like it. you said i didn't know just that fun. was going to happen fun surprises if you fun did surprises. it wouldn't be as fun exactly this, and this reminds me of another thing i wanted to talk about that i got another download from them from the team. We've been chatting a lot lately after not really chatting for a while. But they gave me this really wonderful analogy of life. And that is the corn maze, right? So you go into a corn maze and you're going to get more value out of it, right? You get more fun out of a corn maze when it's really difficult, right? When you go on the wrong path, Many times. Like if a corn maze was just a straight line through, no one would pay for a corn maze, right? It wouldn't be fun. People create these elaborate corn mazes, right? And they're super expensive, right? People find more value in it. They have more fun in it. They have more enjoyment in doing these corn mazes because they know they're going to be getting it wrong, right? And Mm -hmm. then eventually they're going to get it right. And that They have that accomplishment. Yeah. yeah, so much better. So just imagine when shit's going wrong. Like, I just made the wrong turn in the corn maze, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to go review it, and then I'm going to make a different choice. All right, I'm going to interject here because this is your first life here on Earth. Um, that is a beautiful story, first of all, and thank your team. But you didn't see The Shining, did you? Um, no, I don't think I've okay. been in a corn Good. maze, to be okay. fair. that Okay, to be fair, so I went straight to the darkness, big Stephen King fan. Things happen in corn mazes, and, yeah. and, and everything you said still applies, because there's plenty of us who love the fun, dark shit, the mystery of, oh my gosh, who's chasing me, right? Knowing full well we're divine and that we're protected. And there's always a way out of the corn maze. Yeah. Shit, if you're in the United States, I'm sure they got to put like lit exit signs up there, like this way <laughs> out and shit. So, I mean, there's always, there's always help, right? Yeah. I just totally monopolized on that. I'm sorry, but man. No, The that- Shining. Ah, eh. Loved that movie. Go on. It's No, I mean, that was it. It's meant there, but they're meant to be scary and they're meant to be fun, right? People like that shit. Some but you people know like a safe. scary haunted corn maze, and some people want like a fun kitty maze, right? Like we all have different options, but I just think it's such a, a good analogy. 
It is. And I do, I am, I grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. There are lots of corn mazes there, by the way, my friend. Truly, I don't think I've ever actually really been in one. (laughs) It's also, I think, funny when they give me these analogies that aren't related to my life at all. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a sign. Yeah. Where we've got to, we've got to go on a global corn maze tour. Yes. Is my guess is Maybe. you know Tipsy Mystic's global corn maze tour. Yeah, we'll just set up a little table and do live recordings can, next to the corn maze. Live of America in live in the corn maze. Yeah, right in the center. I'm putting that down. It's it's a it's a go. That's how we manifest shit. As we write it right. down. So you know, speaking of manifestation, I ran out of laundry soap. Okay. And I know, right? Great story. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of laundry soap and I didn't I know I wasn't gonna get like I wasn't gonna get there. I wasn't gonna get there. I wasn't gonna get there. Sometimes you just know you're not getting to the store, right? And I'm like, all right, I don't have to do any laundry right now. So instead I go to Starbucks, which is right across from the store that has laundry soap, and I'm sitting there and First of all, guides show up. They're sitting next to me. They're drinking coffee. They're telling me their stories. And when I say guides, generally the people that hang out with me at Starbucks are dressed like homeless people, although I have my doubts. Anyway, across the street comes a man who's pulling a cage full of live rabbits and ducks. Of course. Naturally. Now, we're on Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles during the day. It's like a Tuesday. Okay, so, yeah. And he stops in front of me, and then we have guide wars going on, right? There's one guide over here to my left who's trying to get my attention, and there's another one trying to get the attention. So how, does, how do they battle each other? They start battling for my attention. And the winner... The man with the ducks. He whipped out. <laughs> I mean, <how> you not. <laughs> uh, well, I know it gets better. He whips out a box full of laundry detergent pods oh and God. puts them one in front of every single person at the counter. And Amazing. then he he picks up his rabbits and his ducks and he wheels himself away. So even though I didn't want to go shopping. For laundry soap, I still manifested. I actually got multiple loads because who else is going to take theirs home? So I just gather Right? Them. The homeless guys don't. <laughs> you don't need that. This is what happens when you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this is, and this is abundance, right? This is abundance. In the funnest way. I was saying the other day how... Um, I was painting. I was exhausted. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order delivery tonight. And, but, you know, I'm unemployed. I'm fun employed. So should I be spending all this money on delivery? Because it's so expensive. And I just, as I'm thinking this, get like a pop-up from Uber Eats. That's like, here's 25 free dollars for you. Get your dinner tonight. (laughs) I was like, Okay, <laughs> I will. But it's like just these like fun little things that pop up. Like, is that a huge deal that you had to get laundry detergent? No, if you really needed it, you would have gone and get it. But yeah, like what a fun surprise. And all of those people that had to co-create to give me that experience. 
Yeah. Right? And I mean, it was literally like a circus on this corner. And there are normal people walking by, right? And I also got to see baby ducks. interacting. Well, besides, <laughs> yes, they were adorable. But I, I mean, inter- knowing that I'm interacting with these people on a 5D level, which, as we would say, they know that they're creating their reality as well. And they're playing their parts, right? So we got the homeless guy playing the part. We got the duck puller guy playing his part. And now we're communicating on that level where we're like, all right, what's going on here? And they showed me the energy difference, the disparity between someone who's focusing in 3D and someone who's focusing in 5D. Because, of course, this circus is going on. There's laundry detergent being distributed. And the manager comes out to check on me because I'm surrounded by this. (laughs) And I could see, I saw him as two-dimensional, meaning like he was like a cardboard person. And and so what, well, they, I mean, they, they, it was, the team was showing me, they're like, do you see the difference between the energy where they're focusing? You can tell by how they look to you now. Yeah. I'm like, that was, besides being really cool and getting laundry detergent, I got a lesson out of it. I had a lot of laughter. I met new people and rabbits and. Yeah, like a whole event. I had a whole event. That's only like 30% of it. Maybe I'll continue with it later, but. Yeah, but uh, I've heard it. It's a whole event. It is an event and it happens in a half an hour and you go home and you're, you close the door behind you and you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> this is this is 5D because you people are insane. And also really fun. <laughs> no, I mean in a good way. It's like yeah. all the all the fun you ever really wanted to have, like you're allowed to have it. It's yep. responsible fun. Yeah, you're allowed to have it. It's it you're allowed to have it. We've been another structure, just like we've been telling ourselves, you're not allowed to have fun until after your work is done. Oh, come on, people. How well has that been working? Not at all. Not at all. You're too tired at the end of the working, right? Yeah. Everything fun happens in the middle of the day is what I think. In the middle of the day. Are are you talking in in the middle of the Industrial Revolution Day? Yes, of course. Um, So speaking of place where we have guides... I was at Lowe's checking out the other day. You know how I go to Lowe's and I check out and there's always a guide there. I've stopped going to the self-checkout because it's not as fun. Yeah, because you're going to, you're not going to, you're going to miss your messages. Right? And speaking of having fun in the middle of the day, it was the middle of the day on a Wednesday and I don't, or Thursday or something. I don't have any concept of that anymore. Could be a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Could be (laughs) any day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm at Lowe's and I'm checking out in the middle of the day and the guy checking me out is like, man, you don't have work today? That's so awesome. I wish I didn't have work today. And I was like, oh, I actually don't have work any day. <laughs> I don't have a job. But he was just like, man, I'm jealous. I got to be here, do whatever. But it was just like a lovely little, oh, because literally everyone else in the store is shopping in the middle of the day on a weekday. I'm not right. the only one. You're not he's the not, only one. He's not saying that to everyone. He's only saying that to me. Man, you're so lucky. You don't, you know, you can be out and doing whatever you want in the middle of the day. And I was like, that's really nice. Thanks. And I felt really good about myself. So if you don't have yourself a Starbucks, 
to walk to. Maybe or go to, Lowe's. Go to maybe, go to the go to the Home Depot or the Lowe's near you. <laughs> right. I mean, so many people that anywhere you're checking out. Oh, another really boring checkout story. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a great intro. I can't wait yeah. to hear it. Maybe we'll cut this out. It's really <laughs> uh, not interesting. But there is my favorite checkout person who is just like a light in this world, this guy. Just a treasure. Makes me happy anytime you used to see him. And he worked at the Fresh Market next to my office. Now, I haven't been to that office in a year. And I also don't ever, will never go to that Fresh Market again because I have one next to my house, Right. And my office was a little further away. It's not convenient to go to. So I'm thinking I'm never going to see the best checkout person ever again in my life. And uh, so I go, they opened a Sprouts near my office, which is also next to a really nice new home goods. And obviously I need to go to home goods all of the time now. Might as well. With a new home. Right. Might as well also go to Sprouts while I'm out there. So I go to Sprouts the other day and guess who's checking me out the best checkout guy in the world he literally left his job for me what and like moved to a different store (laughs) wow i mean obviously he doesn't know that oh so you're saying his (laughs) 5d person yeah so now here's here's the good thing to bring that you brought up until you learn where that person's focusing, right? You you're gonna wonder at which level you're speaking to someone. Yeah. And you can always speak to them on the 5D level. You can always, I mean, we do have a little bit of a different language, right? And a little bit different assumptions uh, uh, or lack of structure that if they're still focusing on the 3D, hearing your statement, you're going to sound like a crazy person or it'll right. be gibberish. Yeah, it'll be gibberish. They'll think you're insane. Um, no, I didn't ask him why he left the job. I thought about it, but I was like, mm, I know why he left. I know why he left. The universe wanted to put him in a, in a new place where I would see him on occasion. And hopefully he got a raise. Oh, well, I mean, we're going to hope for the best, right? Why would he leave? Why would he leave and work at a store across the street doing the same job if he didn't get a raise? Good. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about something completely different. It's about threats. Ooh, sexy. Sexy. We're talking threats. I spent last week studying threats and my guides basically said, all right, we're just going to tell you, we're just going to give you the spoiler. All threats are illusions. Of course. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we know that. But they're like, no, you're not living that. Whether you know it or not, you're not living that. We want you to look at what a threat is to you because it's a kind of a loaded word, right? Mm -hmm. So... It was easy to get rid of the I'm going to get hit by a car thing and all that. I know I could make the decision to come back a a second before and jump onto someone's lawn. Mm -hmm. So we we went deeper into what threats are. And being with the family that's older, I got to hear about every colonoscopy and every, you know, every surgery and how joints are falling apart. And 
I that I was like, I got that. That's easy. That's easy shit. Uh, give me something harder than that. So my team, fanciful co-creators that they are, they're like, all right, we'll give you one. <laughs> and so while I'm down south with my family eating green beans that were cooked far past, far delicious. past delicious, <laughs> and loving my family for living where they do and all of that good stuff, we decide to go to the Golfarium, which is in the Panhandle in Florida. Is that now, like an aquarium? It's like an aquarium from that's from the 70s, basically. Oh. So it's got that 70s kind of flair. Um, the signs have like typos on them. And, <laughs> and you know, but it's obvious they it's obvious they take care of the animals like no tomorrow, right? Oh. The animals are so beautiful. well cared for and the structures are beautiful. That they can't read in. anyway. So it's they fine. can't read anyway. So one of the that most I beautiful know. Sorry, things. Sorry, animals. Making an assumption it, about you. Well, I mean, they had sharks, right? They had sharks and you know my love for sharks. Yeah. So I, you know, they had penguins. I know they're cute and otters. I I've seen them. And I was like, all right, all right. We saw the snakes. That's fun. The crocodiles, okay, they kept me for a while because I I got head on with one and we were telepathically crocodiling and it was pretty badass. When I got tired of that, I'm like, there's nowhere else to go but the sharks. So I walk up and they just happened to be starting the shark chat where, you know, you got the young intern with the microphone talking about the feeding and all. And I'm watching, I'm watching these people, these young girls feeding the sharks and they use targets and it's really beautifully done and it's that everybody is respected it was a beautiful thing and I look over and there's a guy across the way and he's literally dangling his five-month-old baby over the shark tank oh my god so I'm what do you like, mean dangling? Dangling! They've got this little itty-bitty railing. His kid is like teetering on the edge of the railing. Like sitting on the railing. Feet Facing in. the inside. Feet in. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm like... This no, is no, no, like no. the people who like lose their kids in like the, uh, the zoo. They drop they into eaten. the gorilla yeah. thing. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. These are threats you don't normally consider, (laughs) right? And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What kind of parent? parent. What kind of parent? Okay, no, no, we're going further than this because there's a lot of levels to this, right? What kind of parent would dangle his kid over a shark tank? Yeah. And and I'm like, oh, I'm infuriated. I'm self-righteous. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I go home and I'm like, I know there's some stupid lesson to this that I'm not fully getting yet. So I sit with it for a while and, and, and it just pops in. It's like, what kind of parent would do that? A parent who knows that the shark would never hurt his child and that he's in complete control of his own reality. And perhaps he was doing that for you. I'm like, oh, damn it. Look at us judgmental a-holes. Damn it. I mean, they caught me because that would not be, you know, a threat, a threat. We don't want to save a child's life. Well, there's no saying that that child's life was ever in danger. 
right? right? That was my assumption about the sharks who were feeding perfectly happy on little bitty squids on their targets, right? So we have threats built in that we don't even think of. And if you're thinking on a 5D level, it's going to be necessary for you to realize why these events are occurring in front of you. And it might not be the reason that you think. But it's probably to love somebody more. It's it's always, I think, (laughs) to love somebody more. And especially in that case, to love myself. Because I was like, duh. I'm surrounded by good people here at this place. Every single person was well-behaved, was lovely. I mean, different shapes and sizes. And then there's just that one guy, right? So if I had been a little bit more aware of the moment and, oh, here is a chance for me to learn through something, then I would have caught it without getting so outraged. And I missed all the good feeding because I was so ready to strangle the guy. Oh, no. Okay, enough of sharks. Well, in a similar tract, I have been obsessed with with watching I Am a Killer on Netflix. So it's a, a documentary on Netflix about uh, people who are, who have killed, who are murderers and are on death row or have life in prison and I have to say what an enlightening watch just if you want a new perspective and you want to practice loving somebody Mm. right no matter who they are this is amazing practice Um, obviously you know they pick people with a a good story but all of these people who have killed some of them in a pretty horrible way. When you hear the story of their life, mm. horrific. Their entire lives are, are just horrible torture, essentially. Just totally lacking in love. Just totally filled with violence. And most of these people are committing these murders when they're 17, 18, 19, right? So, like, mm-hmm. all they've, the entire context of their life is is trauma, is aggression, is, you know, hatred and uh, power over, like, just being powerless and never having a loving moment, right? The one guy was like, one time I got a hug. Oh. Like, okay. And then you wonder, how could somebody kill someone? And even after that one moment where they, you know did a horrible thing, made a bad choice, whatever it was, you hear about, like, the next 20, 30 years of their life, right? Where they they lived in trauma. They made a poor choice when they were, you know, 18 years old. You know, a, a very devastating choice, I should say. It's a little bit more than poor, but a devastating choice that matches with the rest of their life, right? More trauma, more aggression, And then you put them in a cage, Mm. right? And the one guy said something, like, so perfect. He was like, if you treat us like an animal, you're going to get an animal. I don't know why you're surprised, right? (laughs) And it's just like, this is the context. This is their whole life. This is all they know. This is how they've been treated. How would they know 
you know, how would they, from a dense state in a body, be able to act any other way? And then they still, many of them still have learned to grow and understand and like heal from all of this trauma, still being in a state of like in a prison, Mm. which is insane. Um, And the one guy between the first time they took the video and then like nine months later, they take another video after they've talked to other people and they, and they come back Um, just between that, amount of time his cousin who he had never really met heard about him and started writing to him he was religious he had a family he was just like I just want to reach out to this guy and and tell them that um I care about him and someone's paying attention and within those nine months this guy totally changed I mean he's in his uh 40s now right went into jail 20 years ago spent almost 15 years in solitary confinement, right? Holy Never moly. knew love. And then in nine months of talking to this to his, his cousin, who's writing him letters every week, telling him about his life, he and his, like, kids and wife come and visit the guy in jail. Like, he finally, like, knows someone who loves him and, like, shows him care. And he's like, you know, I don't want to commit these bad things anymore because I have something I could lose and I've never had anything to lose before wow like just showing someone love is so transformative you know the whole prison system I mean we could go on like for five episodes about Mm. that because you know we all know our prison system is outdated we all know it doesn't work we don't need to go there and preach that what we want to preach is like what else can be done when when you've got when you've got an inmate that says something like that, you're going you treat us like an animal. What are you going to get when you have someone who has nothing to lose who says that? Yep. That's pretty that's pretty impressive, right? So we know. So who is it going to be, in your opinion, that's going to make that change? What kind of person is it going to be? Someone like a Richard Branson or uh, Elon Musk or uh, who do who do you think would be that person that would change the prison system? Um, I think from what I've been seeing, the change that's occurring, it comes from the masses. It's never I, I'm just not seeing it come from a person. Yay! Any sort of quote Unity. unquote leader. All of the change I'm seeing, and I would, this this is obviously the reality I'm choosing to live because this is what I believe. It comes from people deciding we are better than this, Mm -hmm. right? We are worth, our lives are worth more than this, right? And I mean, just having a a documentary like this on season two on Netflix that people uh, around the world are watching and and seeing this transformation of these people. I think just something like that and spreading this message, like you just have an idea in your head. This is someone who's a killer and this is what they did. And they're a monster. Exactly. Let me actually give you the context of who they are and their lives. And um, then let you decide. And then, you know, let you decide, like, is it okay to treat humans like this? Or is it just, you know, the same way that they've been treated their whole life as a kid, you know, seeing this 
dichotomy of um, victim and perpetrator. It's like, well, yeah, he was a killer, but also all of these horrible things happened to him his entire life. He's the victim, right? How is he not the victim? Well, this brings us into the next subject. It's a good question, right? It, it It brings us into the next subject of as we ascend, we get to the point where we review all of the attachments that we have. And a lot of people don't really understand the word attachment because they think, oh, you're supposed to get rid of all your belongings and not care about anything. And, you know, the Buddhist religion was big on that, right? No, no desires, that sort of thing, although they inflated it more than necessary. But it's more about the attachments is more about associations to things. Just like you said, he's a murderer. He's a monster, right? We have an association that a murderer is always the bad guy. Yep. Right. That's just that's part of our our cultural conditioning and it's been bred into us. So with that said, as you get to the point where you're like, I'm going to remove labels, I'm going to remove the label from a killer because I don't know what his story is. Right. Until this documentary came out, I didn't know what his story was. Yep. Right. Am I going to remove the label of a monster? Because until we hear both sides of the story, even then, you're still making a judgment, right? Now, if you're looking at it from a little bit higher level again, you're looking at it at the 5D level, this, this event or this person's situation is serving a lot of people, especially if it's, it's a documentary that's well-received, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's an angel if you look at him from that perspective. Yes, how important is his life and the experiences that happened to him because now all of these people are learning and being Mm -hmm. able to love more because Mm -hmm. of this one act right yeah so like when you start um and you said something before you said look at it from like both sides and what my team has been telling me lately is look at it from 360 degrees right there's 360 sides to all of it, right? There's mm-hmm. so many sides. So are they a perpetrator? Are they a bad guy? Are they pure evil? Or are they here to help us love, right? Does this horrific thing actually create more love in the world because it helps you create more compassion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a death walker, I, one of the first conscious death walking experiences I had me this yeah yeah was a death row inmate who was going to be put down or I'm sure I don't know what they call it executed in Texas right executed yeah and I literally was not prepared for this talk about surprises as a human hey human now you're going to help someone who's going to die you're going to make sure that he gets where he want where he needs to go basically because he's going to be a little confused he's very scared And I showed up energetically behind him and I felt him, you know, I had my arms around him during this time while he was going through it. And the love that was in that person, I can't describe the love that was in that person. Now, the 3D person was terrified. He was absolutely terrified of the death process itself. And that's the reason I was there, right? Because... 
I know that he's divine and that his divine part is going to be fine taking over, right? Once, once the 3D part, the, the part that still has free will, right? Let's go. And, you know, you can see their life flash before their eyes, right before they go. And it was empty. It was like gray. It was like a bunch of gray, uh, just constant gray fog in yeah. that it was, it, was a, it was a choice he made for other people. And it was a beautiful experience, but I think that that is, we're gonna have to have, we're gonna have to have an episode about the prison system because it really is such a beautiful gift that they, that, that perpetrators give us. Right. In, in order for people to who choose to explore polarity, which is why, why else would you come to Earth? Yeah. <laughs> At least a little bit of it. And appreciate them versus judging them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can appreciate and have gratitude for so many people when um, when you start to look at things from a higher perspective. Right? And what did this life give? Yeah. And, you know, and, and what did it take away? Right? Because, well, death isn't real. So even if you murder somebody, they... They, they gave their permission. They gave... They always give their permission, right? You can always mm-hmm. go on the other side and go, oh, f- hell no. I won't go back. Put me back mm-hmm. in. Right? And then you have yeah. miraculous... I think anytime someone's like, they don't know how I lived or that... Or or this. Or I <laughs> I've had some of those or, myself. <laughs> or so, like I had to have been turned here and done this and whatever. Like you died, girl. You died, and you were like, "Fuck no, I didn't mean to do that." Put me. Let me go back. Right? You made the decision to come back. <laughs> People, if you haven't, I hope you laugh at that because it's so true. It's so true. When your sleep state starts to match your waking state more and you realize some of the crazy things your mind does before it turns into the physical and you change it, you're like, oh, no, I don't want that to happen. Oh, no, 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 no. We tested that. That's not going to work. Have more fun with it, please, because we all know that we're here to serve each other on some level, no matter what it looks like on the 3D plane. So... With that said, we have 10 seconds for me to tell you that I have moved to a timeline that has a new bird on it. And I've never seen this bird before in the 55 years I've been on in this life. And it's a fairy wren. Oh. So if anybody has never seen a fairy wren, make sure you look it up because they they're pretty freaking amazing. The colors and everything. I've never seen one. And that's well, send, pretty badass. Send them to my yard. Well, they're okay. Now we're going to work on that one. That's another episode right there is moving yeah. the species. I think they're only in Australia, but well, that's, that's just, that's just more structure we need to get rid of. Liars. Oh, speaking of, and I know we're getting low on time, but I just saw an article about how they thought, um, I think it was an orchid, some plant that didn't exist that had uh, been wiped out. They just found one on the roof of like some office building. <laughs> like 
just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there on the roof of an office building. <laughs> you know, hanging out, taking in the sunlight. The rarest <laughs> expired species of, of flower. Just hanging out on the on the rooftop. This is the fun of timelines, people. And we're gonna we're gonna work next time on creating some flowers that are different colors from what we have on my timeline because there's definitely not enough dark blue flowers. Like I want teal flowers. So oh. keep that in the back of your head and we'll talk about that next time. All so right. until next time, love you all and thank you for listening and cheers. Cheers. <laughs>